Welcome to this week's episode of the HRDQU in review podcast, where we bring you the latest insights and practical tools for enhancing soft skills training within your organization. This podcast is brought to you by HRDQ.com. And I'm your host, Sarah, learning events manager at HRDQU. And today I have Dr. Judith Cardenas joining me to discuss the webinar, the synergy of AI and EQ, five emotional intelligence strategies every leader should implement. And Judith has joined us on the podcast before, and I'm excited to hear some of her latest perspectives on the ever-changing AI industry. So thanks so much for joining me today, Judith. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very, very excited to be here with you. And for our new friends listening in today that have not got to, to hear you speak or join our webinars or join the, you know, listen to your podcast episode, can you share a little bit about your background and just catch everybody up to speed? Sure. So I own a consulting firm focused on helping leaders build innovation and AI capabilities. Uh, we've been in the business for about 10 years now. We started off in the innovation space and actually started off in the AI space about four years plus ago when AI was not cool. So <laughs> now fast forward to today, AI is in almost every discussion that I have uh, with leaders and organizations. So we do everything from helping organizations build their strategy around AI, understanding the human uh, impacts it will have on their employees, uh, how they need to reskill, upskill, retool, and just you know having leaders understand the impact it's going to have so that they lead the train and they don't allow the technology to lead it for them. So that's a little bit about what we do. And so the last time that you joined me on the podcast was back in June. And I asked you the question about what changes were happening in the L&D space right now and how that related to AI. And you talked about personalization. You talked about all of the new tools that were coming out and how there started to be sparks of, you know, the conversations about, you know, the legal and ethical ramifications that could um, be in play with AI and, you know, how we should be handling that data. And you were saying that there's a shift in the L&D space where it's no longer just a nice to have to be able to use AI, but it's now a need to have. And you said you were excited to see what it would be like in September. And so now we're in September and I would love to hear a little bit more on your thoughts on that and how things have changed and, and what that looks like to you. Sure. So we continue to still be excited about everything. I think what has surprised us has been the number of research studies that have been published on how AI is actually enhancing productivity and performance, and that we're actually seeing those individuals who are utilizing AI to really, uh, you know, enhance their speed on a task. So we're now moving to a space where we need to help organizations create how both people and AI coexist and how they can leverage you know, the brilliance of each of the elements. So I'm very excited. I continue to be excited and scared about the future. Uh, you know, I, I see these drones, you know, doing food delivery. I see uh, cars that don't have people in them. Uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a, a change, a shift in, in, in there. But yeah, I continue to be excited. I think the legal and ethical uh, avenues continue to be a challenge. 
the need to have everyone's voice at the table is becoming more and more prominent so that we understand the biases that these AI tools actually bring to the workplace uh, and really train people up in a way that they have a different perspective and mindset on how to utilize AI. And I think that has changed a lot in the last three months. And you know, what's, what's new at Strategies by Design? What are new and exciting things that you guys have going on over there? So really, we're very, very excited. So we're actually launching off a couple of new series uh, for leaders uh, to really help them understand how AI is going to shape the future of work. And we're, but we're most excited about a new membership site that we're launching called the AI Virtual Makerspace. And it's a place where leaders can come in, go to some 30-minute workshops, but they can, there's a testing app zone, so they can test apps and you know, test and see whether this is really what they want to use in the workplace, uh, as well as a strategy sandbox so that they can actually share insights and even best practices on how to design AI strategies for organizations. So we're excited about creating something that's a little bit more new and innovative. It's a safe space for organizations to actually test things out. But it also builds, simultaneously, it builds out AI capabilities and AI understanding. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic initiative. And, and, and what are some of the goals that you hope to achieve through using this AI virtual marketplace makerspace? A couple, yep, a couple of things. We First of all, we need to increase the awareness of what AI really is. There's a lot of uh, misinformation. There's a lot of distrust still with AI, but we also know AI is not going anywhere. So oftentimes people get very confused about the different tools out there. And, you know, is it this tech company's tool, this tech company's tool, like, you know, what is it? But when people understand the differentiations between the tools, and how they can actually utilize them in their companies, they can move fast so quickly. So our goal is to open up that space, give them a safe space to test things out, come back and say, this doesn't work for us. I need it in a different language. I need different templates. And for us to continue to iterate with them uh, in a place where they actually feel like they can gain some traction and not have to go to hours and hours and hours of education just to learn how to do X. We had tested out certain elements of the makerspace, and we've had people come back saying that they say eight to 15 hours a week in their work. Uh, and now they're excited about maybe automating parts of their businesses. So whether you're a coach or a consultant or you actually work inside an organization, you know, our main goal is to open up this space to make it an, as exciting to us as it is for them, you know, we want them to be as excited. So that's our best goal. That's incredible. And, and so with this webinar, you presented last week with us, it was on the synergy of AI and EQ. You were talking about emotional intelligence strategies that our leaders, you know, should be implementing um, into their everyday. And can you share what the key takeaways were for our registrants, for those that hadn't had the chance to listen to the webinar yet? I think one of the biggest key takeaways is that AI is not going to replace humans. Now, will it replace some functionality of some human jobs? Most likely it will. But human beings are needed in our world. And there are things that AI cannot and will not do. Uh, I think the second thing is that humans have 
huge superpowers, uh, curiosity and innovation and, and, and empathy and to be able to create different contextual awarenesses of different situations that a computer may not necessarily have. And so basically, I think the biggest takeaway from the webinar was that you want to keep building EQ competencies in your organization, but you may want to think of pivoting how you build them in this new age of AI. So it's neither AI or EQ, it's both of them together. And how do we create synergy between both bodies of work, basically? Yeah, and so where where should leaders start? So the first thing is I'd say, please start. <laughs> just, just start. Start somewhere in there. Uh, you know, I, I think a couple of things is start talking to their employees, even if you have a small company or you have contractors working in your company, you know, to get an idea of where their fears are. What tools do they already use? They may already be using AI tools. Uh, and you want them, you want leaders to start in a place of leveraging versus a, pay, a place of starting to convince people about AI. So I always believe in compelling versus convincing. So I think just understanding where everybody's at, where the organization at, and understand that you need an AI strategy. Just don't identify a number of tools out there, add them to your toolkit inside your organization, I think it's gonna work. The AI's power is when you actually add it in the place that has the most impact on employee experience or customer experience. If you do those two things and focus on those, the customer and the employee experience, you will win faster and you'll move faster as an organization. But I think leaders just need to start. Uh, they need to start touching things and also know that ChatGPT is not the only tool out there. There are thousands of other tools out there. And so you want to build on your skill set around ChatGPT, but you also want to know that there's much, much more. Mm -hmm. and, and what are some of the greatest risks that um, today's leaders are facing? I think the very first risk is not understanding the ethical and legal implications of AI. Uh, when, I, when we look at tools inside our, our small team, we ask a lot of questions. Who owns the data? Where's the data going on this app? It, it's going somewhere. You're typing something in, you know, somebody is, is capturing that. How's it being used? Do you have an opt out to say, to not allow organizations to use this data, you know, what is really happening? I think the other biggest risk is understand from an ethical perspective is the biases that many of these tools just naturally bring to the table. They're built on large language models, which just normally are biased to begin with. So the risk is that not training people up in the right way and not upskilling people in a way that provides a framework for them to ask the right questions at the right time. We've seen some people take something out of ChatGPT, never question it, never 
analyze whether it's appropriate and never really test the assumptions that that solution was created by, by the, by chat, by the chat GPT, which can create errors. So I think, you know, training and educating first is really, really uh, important. And I think from a risk perspective, it feels a little bit like we're taking a step back, but I think you need to take a step back to go forward. And on the flip side of that, what are some of the greatest opportunities here? From a performance perspective, you can see uh, increase of productivity and performance almost immediately. You can see gains in time so that the employees and trainers and consultants and contractors that you have on your team, you can utilize the brilliance for a higher level strategy. Uh, So oftentimes I'll ask a team, where's that pain point? Where's the grunt work? And they'll sit there and they'll tell you, it takes us eight hours to do a, a professional PowerPoint or It'll take us uh, four hours to do a video or it's very expensive for us. So we don't do as many. So we do few. So find those pain points and understand what AI tools are out there to address them. Understand what questions you need to ask and how you need to prompt it will actually result in faster results. So I think really the opportunities are endless. Uh, More importantly, you get to customize and personalize your content in a way that you can talk to your audience differently. So I oftentimes look at these lists of people that we have, but they, they all have different needs. So to make an assumption that they all came to one webinar, they may have a need to learn how to coach or how to develop a new program differently or how to enhance their workplace, all different goals. And I think AI provides us an opportunity and tools that can actually help us personalize things in a very fast way. And what, which EQ competency would you say can help bridge EQ and AI? Self-awareness. <laughs> I would say that understanding oneself and understanding how it's projected out in an organization or within a team is critical understanding your own sense of social intelligence and how you utilize technology, I think is, it's very, very key. Um, EQ competencies are really so powerful in building organizations that are empathetic and very customer-centric. But we want that customer centricity and empathy to be enhanced by AI. So you have to have self-awareness first. So you want to keep building on that as you're actually building on your AI tools. And everybody has a different sense of self-awareness inside an organization. A new employee, someone who's been there a long time, uh, you know, employees who come to us after college experiences versus those who come from other workplace. So I think that that particular competency can really be utilized and bridged to build the gap between the EQ and AI. And Judith, before I let you go today, where can listeners go to connect with you and learn more about your work and what you do? 
So I would ask everyone to please join us on LinkedIn. If you could just uh, Google Judith Cardenas uh, and I am on LinkedIn and would love to connect and have you follow us as we continue to build on this work and build on the exciting new things that are coming up. Well, thank you, Judith, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you to all the listeners who listen to us. Yes. So we hope you enjoy listening to the HRDQ in review podcast available on all major, major streaming platforms. If you did enjoy today's episode, make sure to give us a follow and leave us a review. It really does help us continue to push out this content to you every week. And if you have yet to listen to the webinar, click the link in the description and you can watch that. There's a lot of great information over there. And thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the HRDQU in review podcast brought to you by HRDQU.com.